Hello everyone. In 2003, my family moved to Nashville, Tennessee, where I became the pulpit minister for the Hillsborough Church. It was there Deb and I bought a 1927 Craftsman home with a basement near the campus of David Lipscomb University. There are some things you need to know about this house. It had never been updated since its construction. We completely remodeled the home from the second floor to the basement. As you can see, this is a picture of our house. I, I found it online and these are the current owner's stuff. The first floor was just a little over 1,100 square feet. And when we got in there, it contained 14 doors when we moved into the home. Now, one of those doors still hangs in the entrance of our current home. The basement had been hand dug after the home was built. And this is where my children lived, in the basement. Now, during our seven-year stay, we had three or four floods in the basement. When it rained, it poured. Half of the basement was finished, the other half was not. Now, the picture you're looking at now is only one quarter of the basement space. Many times, our kids were displaced when it rained, and, as we made, and so we had to make room for them in other areas of the home. Now, in our bedroom, you could take a marble. You could place it at one end and watch it roll to the other side of the room. We had problems. Much of the time we were repairing the foundation, adding proper support, and plugging leaks. Oh, we plugged many leaks. And while it has stood for almost 100 years, it easily could have been washed away, lost in the storms. And as we draw near the close of our Sermon on the Mount series, Jesus asked his listeners on the hillside a question. Now, before we get to that question, let's read this all too familiar scripture. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them would be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain came, and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. Okay, so, so did, you, did you notice the questions Jesus is asking his hearers on the hillside? Did, did you see it back in verse 24? All right, it, here's, it's not Jesus asking this. Has the truth of God reached your ears? Has it reached your ears? And if so, what are you going to do about it? Okay, there's, there's actually in this verse, there's actually two power words there. Can you see them? Can you see what, what they are? Yep. So they're hears and does. That's right. Hears and does. The two power words. And the two questions this verse is asking, the two questions is, has the truth of this kingdom ethic that I've been teaching you reached your ears? And then what are you going to do about it? In other words, in concluding the greatest sermon of all time, 
Jesus is asking, how are we going to respond? How are you going to respond? Over the past many months, we have spoken a lot about choices. And why? Well, because the teacher is often asking us to make choices. How are we going to live? How are we going to act? How are we even going to think? Jesus wants to drill down into our hearts, into our souls, into our minds, and the actions these actually produce. And Jesus knew better than most of us, the outcome of one's life begins with a solid foundation, one grounded on the right principles, the right knowledge, the right truth. Each of us have a choice to make. And by the end of this lesson, we're going to have to answer this question. Which one are you? Which one are you? Will we be like the wise man who built his house on the rock or will we be the foolish man who built his house on the sand? Which one are you? And like most lessons in life, this is a test. A test which will be determined by our judge and king at the, end of all, at the end of mankind when we take our last breath. And until then, until that day occurs, we have a choice. Will we be a wise man or will we be the foolish man? Well, James, you may say, I, I don't think anybody wants to be a foolish man. I'm not too sure about that. And, okay, so let's get back to our study. And I'll come back to that statement I just made in, in a little bit. Do, do you recognize all the similarities between the two men? Did you recognize all the similarities? Okay, let me give you some. Here's the first one. They were both exposed to the truth. Both of them sat in the same audience. Both of them hearing the same message. No one forced either one of them to listen. They were there because of curiosity, because they wanted to hear. They both heard. So that's one similarity. But let me ask you a question. Is hearing a sermon every week a guarantee of righteousness? Well, it certainly helps, I would hope, but it's no guarantee. Exposure to the truth must be accompanied by a willingness to put what one has heard into action. So ask yourself, am I putting into practice that which I hear? Here's the second thing. They were both they were both building a dream house. If you were going to build a house, what type of house would you build? No, no, really, what type of house would you build? Now in scripture, there are many different types of houses, types of houses we have the opportunity to build. So let me just give you a few of those, okay? Here's the first one. There's a spiritual home, that which resides in my heart, my soul, my mind, my body. And you yourselves, listen to this, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So what does our spiritual home look like? How are we building our faith, our ministry, for which God has given us? Each of us must take care of one's spiritual home. It's not that easy, is it? It often requires many repairs and restorations. There is also the family house. 
you know, like the house of Abraham or the house of Jacob or the house of Joseph and Mary, the house of James and Deborah. There needs to be an awareness of the home we are currently building, and that's my family. Being deliberate about the type of house one builds, it begins with a solid foundation. It's like one's marriage, one's, one's children, one's grandchildren, one's family. We are constantly building throughout our life a family which will last prayerfully until Christ comes again. Okay, so there's also one's community house, society in general, like the White House or the House of Congress. This is our societal house in which we live. So are we building this house or our community, our state, or our nation? What are, what are we doing to be good citizens of this home? Right, listen to this verse. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Okay, last similarity. Another similarity, the last one, number three both experienced storms. The wise man and the foolish man both faced the storms of life. In other words, no matter who you are, we all face storms. They are headed our way. They are often unexpected and many will be devastating. And our home will stand or fall on the foundation we've built. Many of you know what I'm talking about. Why? Because you've been there. You face the storms of life. And some of you right now are facing storms in your life. And let me remind you of something probably most of us know. It is difficult to see beyond the storm. And I, I feel for you and I hurt with you. And whether you're a wise person or a foolish person, the one item we all have in common is the storms of life. But brothers and sisters, this is where the similarities end, especially in this story. And as we continue in this teaching, the contrasts become obvious. Okay, so here's the contrast. One was wise and the other one was foolish. One's foundation was built on the rock while the other's house was built on the sand. One practiced what he had heard while the foolish man failed to apply instruction. The foolish man heard but did not put Jesus' words into action. So how about you? How about you? As you think about your life, the choices you've made, how many of you can look back on a situation and say, hm, that was foolish? You know, sometimes those foolish decisions come at great cost, and they have long-lasting ramifications. And some of you are probably still dealing with the consequences of a foolish decision. So, which one are you? Which one are you? A wise man has the ability to apply the spiritual truth to life's decisions, while the foolish man lacks ability and refuses to apply spiritual truth to life's decisions. And these carry destructive consequences. So, which one are you? All right, here's some questions Jesus is asking the crowd to consider. Very simple. And I've already really stated them, but let me do it again. 
Will you be foolish or will you be wise? Has the truth of God's word reached your heart? Will you put into practice that which you have heard? See, Jesus' teaching is life. Jesus' teaching is authoritative. Jesus' teachings are the very words of God. And I think the next thing we have to discover here is what determines wisdom and what determines foolishness. Now, I would hope, I would hope, listen, listen, listen. I would hope all of us desire to be in the category of the wise. But as I said before, I'm not sure everyone desires to be in that space. I'm not. Because in the moment, sin is fun. It is enjoyable. It has benefits. If one is living for self, just do what feels good. Sow your wild oats. Live life to the full. If sin was unpleasant, no one would engage in it. So yes, I believe there are those who do not want to set limits on themselves. They want to take it the easy way out. And, who, and they also refuse to listen to the words of Jesus. So when we stand back and we survey the homes in this parable, the two homes, what do you see? Well, we see two great homes from the outside. And even on the inside, the homes may be beautifully appointed. The only difference was their priorities in foundation construction. A home is only as solid as its foundation. And I can hear whispers rolling around in your head. Well, I'm glad I'm not the foolish person. I'm glad I don't have to worry about that path of destruction, that path of foolishness. I'm glad my house is built on the rock. Now, look at these two men. The wise man chose to build his house on the rock, while the foolish man chose to build his house on the sand. So what does this tell you about the foolish man? He took shortcuts. He was cheap. He wanted to have his cake and to eat it too. Okay, show of hands. How many of you have had foundation problems with any of the homes you've owned? So the foolish man was looking for a beautiful home by the ocean, but failed to build the proper foundation. The house, nice, but his foundation was built on the sand. See, see, for, for the foolish, acting on Jesus' words was not his first concern. No, the foolish, the foolish builder placed other concerns ahead of building a solid foundation. And I'm afraid Jesus is, is often not our first concern. I'm afraid for many believers, we have laid a foundation in this world, on our nation, on our political party, or our stance on this or that. We have allowed, listen, listen, we have allowed the echoes of this world to carry more weight than the concerns of Jesus. And it is hurting our foundation and the influence of Christ's church. On the cross, injustice was finished. On the cross, hatred was finished. On the cross, violence and alienation were finished. The resurrection brought hope of a new kingdom ethic. The hungry began to be fed. Forgiveness was offered to all people. All people found justice and hope and love and belonging. 
Christ's people became the movement, a movement of restoration and repair, helping people build their homes from, from floodwaters, not literally, but figuratively. People are still desperate for mercy, for meaning, for second chances. People are still seeking the holy, and the holy one is still seeking people. And in God's home, they ought to be able to find it. Jesus is desiring his people to build a kingdom that will withstand the storms of life, the dark forces of evil in this world personally and collectively. And he has given us a blueprint, the Sermon on the Mount. It's Christ's kingdom ethic. And Jesus' teaching must be put into practice. This is a foundation which builds strong families. This is a foundation that builds mature believers. This is a foundation that builds churches, that builds great communities. And what does this entail? What does it all entail? A lot of hard work. Building one's foundation on the rock is hard work, and it takes time, and it is a process, but it can be done, and it must be done. Building on the right foundation requires the right temperament, the right mentality, the right foresight, and dedication. It requires a fortitude for which I don't think many individuals have. I think we lack the ability to hold on in the midst of adversity, in the midst of the storm. Do we not? I mean, when we don't get our way, when things don't go our way, we whine. And many times our world just crumbles. Our house falls apart. Why? Because our foundation is built on sand. And when the storms come, great is the fall of that house. I'm afraid we have often sown our seeds amongst the thorns. Listen to this. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. Brothers and sisters, we talk about faith, but do we act upon our faith in the midst of the storms? We speak about following our Heavenly Father with all our hearts, but is he truly the Lord of our lives? How, how often do we engage with this world before even thinking of God's kingdom? See, we often want to establish our place in this world. And only after we have finished our education or, or found that good job or established ourselves or in our families, do we then invite God into our home. We ask him to bless our desires, our wants, our lives, our, our families, our work, our, our future. And when a storm arises, our buildings collapse. And many of us wonder why. We wonder why. Brothers and sisters, storms reveal the true nature of our character. When we are hit with the storms of life, our true character is revealed in one's home, in one's family, in one's ministry, in one's work. But there is good news. There is good news. In fact, there is great news. If your foundation right now is built on the sand, it's never too late to start digging. That's right. It's never too late to start, start, start shoring up your foundation, replacing the sand with rock.
here's the question you must answer. And all of us have to. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? Your foundation may need additional support. And like my home in Nashville, it took a lot of work to get it to where it needed to be. Man, I dug three or four holes in the basement of that house. Had to go through little concrete, and I dug them two feet deep and poured concrete in them with wire mesh and everything. And when I poured that concrete in there, it, it was, I was trying to build a solid foundation. I waited days for that concrete to dry. And then I added new supports. And I leveled the floor of that house. And by the time I was through, the marble which rolled across the floor never moved from its place. So, has the truth of Christ's kingdom ethic reached your ears? And what are you going to do about it? Let me leave you with this. It was not apparent who was a wise man. And who was the foolish man in this parable, right? Not until the storm. See, it was only after the storm when the true natures were revealed. So, are you ready for a storm? On what have you built your foundation? I hope you can say with confidence this scripture. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God the rock of my refuge. So, which one are you? May God bless us as we continue to build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. I love you all. Blessings.